0: Welcome, everybody, to, to another episode of Space Flicks, uh-huh. the podcast where we talk about a movie and decide whether it's worth using precious bandwidth to beam into outer space for an astronaut who relies on us to provide them with all of their movie content. Mm-hmm. We are curators. That's right. The curators of space. This is... Week, this episode, we're talking about Spider Man Into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. uh, from Sony Animation. <laughs> right. I couldn't tell you the who long and, it. right. They have a deep and rich history of amazing motion pictures up to and including Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you what other animated movies they've done. Uh, we Weren't it- we talking about one of them just recently? Yes, we did look this up. Some Sony animated movie. Was it Missing Link? Was it Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yes, yes it was Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah. The masterpiece. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was not Missing Link. That's Leica. Oh, that's right, right, right. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. So this movie, so we're recording this in in May of 2019. This movie won Best Animated Picture last year, did it not?
1: At the it Oscar. did. It did. yes. Yeah.
0: which was very interesting. I mean, that's unusual. Normally, the it's like normally it's like Pixar or DreamWorks wins. I don't Best even animated remember picture. what Pixar movie it was up against last uh, year. I don't think there was a Pixar movie last year, but I'm just saying what? it. In my experience, it's almost always just like a family-friendly animated film from one of the major studios that yeah. wins every year. Yeah, it feels like maybe I'm maybe I should check my facts on that one. But I feel like that's typically the case. And a movie like this to win best animated picture feels quite strange. Well, quite. Yeah. Atypical. Yeah. Very unusual. Um, so that's, but I mean, I personally feel like it totally deserved it. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Spider-Man into the spider verse from Sony. It's kind of interesting because Sony, for those who don't know, own the rights to Spider-Man movies. Specifically. Yes. Um, They've made like five Spider Man movies on their own uh, in the past 20 years. Yeah. The Andrew Garfields. That's right. And then, so, and then after the Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies, there were two of them, I think the Amazing Spider Man one and two. Mm -hmm. uh, The second of which I think did not do very well. uh, Sony struck a deal with Marvel Studios where their arrangement now is that. Spider-Man: Homecoming was the first of these. I think there's another one coming out this year. But but their agreement is that Marvel makes the movie. They set it in their cinematic universe. Yes. Sony just distributes the movie and yeah. has some sort of like green light uh, power. Right. They they, they basically Marvel gets creative control and Sony just gets creative veto or something like that. Okay, and I'm sure that's, they, that's something. So and the they get is, some of the money. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm assuming they do profit sharing or something like that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and probably cost sharing as well. Right, one would assume if they're going to do profit sharing. Right. Um, but it's it's really it's really interesting. Uh, that's all interesting to me, and not actually super relevant to this movie. It's it, I bring that up more just to establish context and to say that that agreement is clearly specific to the live action Spider Man movies. Um. But I think in general, aside from that, Sony still owns the rights to Spider-Man and a whole bunch of other characters associated with Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. And they sort of have the legal uh, freedom to make movies with those characters. And I think that because their agreement with Marvel only extends to live action, Mm -hmm. this movie kind of represents... All of the stuff they're allowed to do, right? (laughs) Um, All of the characters they're allowed to use in animated form, which includes not just Spider-Man, but many uh, permutations of Spider-Man, or maybe many variations on Spider-Man, plus a variety of villains. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, anyway, that's what this is. Uh, It's it's Sony using the many characters in their war chests uh, from their agreement from some agreement they made with (laughs) Marvel Comics like a long time right. ago. Right. They can use any character they want so long as it's Spider-Man. Well, there's <laughs> and a lot of Spider-Man villains yeah, and yeah, yeah. Know, related characters like Mary Jane and stuff. Sure. Um Mary Jane Watson, I should say. Uh and yeah, and this is uh so anyway, that's what this is. Um so let's talk uh like expectations. Um I think this movie looked kind of neat to me. I think I saw Mm -hmm. a trailer for it and wasn't even sure what it was. Like, I wasn't even clear on whether it was coming out in theaters. It looked sort of like a direct-to-video kind of thing. Yeah. Um, It sort of reminds me of, like, I think they made a Batman movie, uh, like animated Batman movie a year or two ago. The Killing Joke. I think they made a movie of that. Possibly. I'm, I'm not even totally clear on what I'm talking about. But... My understanding is is uh like Warner Brothers made a Batman movie a couple years ago, and it was direct-to-video. But I saw some trailers for it. Like it was like, you know, the algorithms on the internet were like, hey, you like movies about superheroes? There, here's a movie coming out. So all that to say, when I saw the trailer for Spider-Verse, I think I kind of assumed it was like that. Yeah. But again, I thought it looked really cool. Right. Um. And then sometime later I became aware like, oh, this is actually coming out in... Movie theaters, right? So that's neat. Uh, but one thing that the trailers made very clear was this was about the Spider Verse. It involves multiple Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Mans from different, yeah, Spider people. I should say right. because there's a there's a Gwen Stacy version too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all in the trailers, and so I had no idea. I don't think the trailers make clear like why they're all in the same universe, right? But <clears throat> it does make clear that somehow these different universes converge Mm -hmm. and you have like a little crew of, of spider men. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I thought that looked pretty neat. Oh, and, and it also makes clear that the, it's going to center on Miles Morales. Right. This younger African American kid who is basically this universe's equivalent to Peter Parker. Yeah. It's like, this is the kid who gets bitten by a radioactive spider instead of Peter Parker in this universe. Um, and he's going to be the sort of like uh, point of view character, and there's going to be a bunch of other Spider-Man characters, and that's about all I knew, I think, going in. But I just, I just knew that it looked really cool and really unique, and looked pretty funny from the trailer. I think, yeah, it's got a bunch of jokes in it, yeah, which feels right, for sort a Spider- of like Man that movie. sort of Spider-Man tone, which is like earnest but joking, <clears throat> right? Yeah, yeah, kind of like making jokes, cracking jokes while he's fighting the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, which is what Spider-Man does. Um, So yeah, I don't know that I was expecting anything really amazing. I think I was just expecting like a entertaining, maybe I'd say like Incredibles level uh, superhero thrills, which I quite like the Incredibles. But Yes. um, But... that that's that's about the like i quite like the incredibles right well (laughs) incidentally that is the movie that this beat for the best animated oh right 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 incredibles 2 incredibles 2 yeah okay so i was wrong there was a pixar movie yeah um yeah i just always find that category funny because the best animated picture category the nominees are like all of the all the animated movies movies, yeah yeah um so yeah, so yeah, it be beat, it beat Strong year for animated movies. You got this one. You got Incredibles two. You got Isle of Dogs. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, which I, I quite dogs. liked. Um. So anyway, yeah, I just expected it to be a lot of fun, very entertaining, and uh, and just kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? What were you expecting? You know, it's funny. Um, I think the The visual look of the film is one that I was far less sold on in the trailer. Yeah, like, I would agree with that. I would say the trailer was like, ooh, this looks a little cheap, right? Like I feel like some of the um, poorly animated things that you see like that come out of like, you know, just sort of um, unsophisticated animation shops like in Asia or whatever mm-hmm. is sort of like, uh, very, like, low frame rate kind of stuff. Right, yeah. And meaning it looks kind of choppy and there's not a lot of smoothness to the image. And I sort of, like, I'm spoiled by the sort of the Pixar animation style, which is, mm-hmm. you know, very smooth, very fluid right, animation right. style. And so when, when I saw the trailer for this, uh, for Spider-Verse, I was like, is this a cheap direct to video kind of thing? Yeah. Right. Also, I have no relationship with the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. Miles Morales, the Gwen Stacy character, right? Like, yeah, same. I, uh, I didn't really know anything about all of these. So, you know, there was not a lot of urgency for mm-hmm. me on as far as the trailer and my expectations going into the movie because that's that's kind of like the low bar. Yeah, I was walking into this movie. So when, that, we, so I don't even remember if either of us was super eager to see this. Was this just a movie that we saw and we were like, yeah, sure, why not? Or by the time we went, were we like, had we read really good reviews and thought like, oh, I, it's going to be really good or think something? By the so put it this way, I'm reacting to my the trailer. Yeah, as far as expectations. By the time we walked into the theater, this was like everybody loves this movie. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like the mm-hmm. vibe. And so I was like, Oh, maybe it's, maybe it's good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, kind of not, not dissimilar from, uh, like get out. Right. Right. right, right For right. me, I was like, eh, I'm not, I don't really like horror movies that much. I'm not uh-huh. sure that I'd be that interested in this. And then, and like, then everybody every was and like, this is the best movie. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, maybe I should see it. If literally yeah. everybody likes it a lot. Yeah, that sounds right with me too. It sounds like we both sort of thought it was going to be like direct-to-video or something and then sort of gradually became aware, oh, it's in theaters and then also, oh, it's gotten like great reviews. So I should right. probably... So it's like, it's the sort of thing where uh it's not so much like the reviews themselves uh changed my expectations so much as like they reframed my interpretation of what I saw. Yeah. Which is what i saw looked really cool but i just assumed it uh it wouldn't add up to that much mm-hmm. but when you when you learn that oh it's been getting good reviews then you're like oh maybe there's more like the the stuff that i thought looked cool it's because it's really really cool you know right. <laughs> it's because the movie is it's almost like if i, I faked myself you know i Myself out, or I don't know, right? But anyway, um, yeah, I uh, yeah, just the sheer volume of people enthusiastically saying that this movie was good, yeah, was sort of um, the thing that really sort of made me go from being like, yeah, take it or leave it, right, to like, I, I should probably check this out if everybody I you yeah. know who who I pay any attention to at all say that this is great, right? Yeah, so that was sort of how I um, that was sort of the 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 journey from- and I'm with I you on animation style. I think from the previews I saw, um, I was kind of underwhelmed at the animation, but it's so interesting how different my perspective was coming out of it, having seen the entire movie, that my my perception shifted from like, this looks a little choppy and like, you know, like sort of subpar to like, oh, that was super innovative. And yeah. they did something kind of visionary with the animation. Right. You know, which I thought was actually amazing. Yeah. Um, But getting ahead of things a little bit. So uh, I always feel weird going into uh, the segment about themes when we're talking like superhero movie. Right. But but actually, you know, with this movie, there's definitely some themes. Right. Um, uh, I would say it's mainly probably the biggest one is just kind of it's like a coming of age story almost. It's like gaining your, I feel like the miles Morales story is about sort of finding his, you know, inner confidence or power or coming, right. coming to terms with, um, you know, being willing to sort of uh, s- step into this new level of responsibility and new level of power and accepting who he is and that right. kind of stuff. It's funny. There's um, The thing that I feel like follows this movie around that sort of people talk about as being one of the most important facets of the movie is, like, anyone can wear the mask, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we literally have six different spider people in this movie, and they're from all... And they all look very different from each other. They all look very different, and they come from radically different, like, not only just walks of life, but, like, universes, right? Yeah. Um, And that seems to me to be, like, the major... The major thing that the movie is sort of trying to hammer home. The interesting part about that to me is no one says that Miles Morales can't be Spider Man because of his background, right? Mm -hmm. That's never like the, it's never like, oh, a person who's like uh, a kid can't do it or half African American, half Latino can't be Spider Man. Like that's never the criticism. It's like he specifically can't do it, Mm -hmm. right? Because he is, you know, afraid or unpracticed or, you know, some combination of, like, just unable to do it. Yeah. Right? Um, And I think in some ways, like, by making that the reason that Miles specifically is concerned about it is, um, you know, I I think very gracefully sidesteps the whole, like, um, you know, topic of, like, racial representation In movies, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's like extremely important. Like I remember, I've um, heard instances of you know, you know, like uh, African American fathers bringing their kids to the movie, and the Uh kids are sort of like you know really respond to it because they see them they see themselves in Miles Morales. So I think it's really important that he sort of happens to be of his particular upbringing and background, right? But at the same time, like the film. Never even considers a world where, like by dint of his background, is he unable to be spider man It's more just like, sure he's a you know sensitive you know like introspective kid right yeah. and and yeah. that's the reason that he's gonna it takes him a hot minute to like figure out how to be spider- yeah he man. never it's it's the, move, the he never encounters any kind of racism or anything no movie, right no I think if if the way I would phrase the point you're making is like it's important that in the movie it's not important. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, and, I mean, you know, I think there's both his race and, just like you said, the fact that he's a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say there's a scene, I mean, this is maybe getting ahead a little bit, but there's a scene in the movie where they've all gotten together. Like, the. it takes a little while for him to sort of encounter all of these other Spider-Man characters, but they're all together They're sort of testing him. They're sort of seeing if he's able to sort of operate at their level. Yeah. And they conclude he's not. Right. And, and yeah, I think the reason they conclude he's not is that like he doesn't, it's almost like he doesn't believe in himself enough yet. He's too, he's too shaky. He's too, he's too Mm self-conscious. You know, he doesn't have the confidence. Right. And, and so it's like in no way about his inherent ability or his potential or like he could right. never do this. It's like he's not ready that yet. He's not ready right now. Yeah, and we he, need somebody he, who's ready right now. He had he clearly has the potential. Nobody questions his potential. They're like he hasn't realized his potential yet. Right, and that's why we have to kind of do this without him. Right, you know? which is which is uh, you know something he struggles with. But yeah, I feel like that's kind of the main theme of the movie is like coming into your own power or right. Well, I guess it's both of those things. It's what you said that anyone can wear the mask, Mm -hmm. right. Um, That the mask is not about being a certain type of person or being, being the chosen one or something like that. But also it's kind of like anyone could do this, but also you can be, you can be special and part of what can make you special is sort of, believing in yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like in some ways the spider verse by its very nature is like taking as a given that anyone can wear the mask. Mm -hmm. Right. And the miles Morales story is a coming of age story about confidence. Right. Yeah. Um, and which makes it very interesting to consider that I think Sony animation plans to make more spider verse movies with, Oh, I hope so. I would. With different main characters. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be a Gwen Stacy Spider-Verse yep. movie, right? I'd love a Spider-Man Noir one. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I like that character. Uh, and so I think, like, that it's going to be taken as a given that, sure, anybody can wear the mask. That's, like, the entire point of the Spider-Verse, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have to tell individual stories about these individual spider people. Yeah. Right, about what makes their story compelling. Incidentally, Uh, On that topic, Uh, do you know who the, do you know who the Spider-Man, well, actually, (laughs) I should, I should stop and we should give a spoiler warning unless there's any more stuff we should talk about before getting into Man. No, I feel like that's the major theme. All right, let's go ahead and say spoilers. Spoilers. We're going to get into spoilers now. Uh, Do you know who this, there's a Spider-Man revealed at the very end. I think it might be post-credits or, or mid-credits or. Do you know who I'm talking about? Do you is remember it, is another? Is where the two Spider-Men are pointing at each other? Yeah, but like right before that. I don't think I recall. I feel like it's mid-credits because I think it's like a, the screen is totally black. Uh-huh. And you just see, but then you just see this Spider-Man like in front of blackness. Maybe having a brief conversation with somebody and then it cuts to the, the silly like retro animation part. Yeah. But anyway, you're you're cheating. You're looking you're looking for who this is in IMDb. I am. But um, you're just going to tell me before I find it. So, it's Oscar Isaac. Oh, okay. Um and I think I think the character, I think the Spider-Man version that is is like Spider-Man 2020 or something like that. Like okay. it's it's like a Spider-Man of the future that is <laughs> that is not that it isn't in the this movie. I just like that it's Spider-Man 2020 <clears throat> and 2020 will literally be next year. Yeah, it might not be right. 20. It might be like 2100 or sure. something. It's okay. some future year. But as you and I both know, it could very well be 2020 if yeah. that character was introduced 20 years ago. Sure, yeah. When, because everybody always thinks 20 years from now, things will be so different. <laughs> right. Um. Anyway, I, I think just to your point about like the plan being to make future movies with future with different main characters. Yeah it seems like they very clearly set the stage for that. I mean, they must have signed Oscar Isaac for like at least two movies, you would think probably more. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I found that very interesting. Uh, presumably they, they think that they might want to make a futuristic Spider-Man movie Mm -hmm. starring Oscar Isaac somewhere in the future. Yep. um, Although I would say, it, I feel like it would be a mistake for them to move on too quickly from Miles Morales. Like, I think... I agree. I, I I support them making more movies with different sort of main point of view characters. But, like, I wouldn't want them to move on to, like, a Spider-Man of the future movie before making at least another movie starring or, or heavily featuring Miles Morales' character. Right. Because he's just kind of getting started by the end of this movie. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> let's see anyway backpedaling a little bit what is our next segment supposed to be uh rich man poor man are we already there there's also a best scenes we can media. do rich man poor man yeah let's do okay this is i mean personally i'd say this is rich man's version of most of the other spider man movies that i'd agree like, <laughs> i would agree with that yeah i think it's like the best one yeah um I mean, I definitely have a lot of fondness for the Tobey Maguire ones. It's kind of... Right. They're, they're sort of pioneering, you know, it's like hard to... I sort of equate those also with, like, the original, like, Brian Singer X-Men movies. Yeah, it's like, how do you judge... How do you really compare a movie made today to sort of, like, a, a groundbreaking movie that sort of paved the way for it to be where it is now? Right. Like, uh, it's, like, not a fair fight, but um, but... Just if you were to try to compare them all without sort of necessarily appreciating historical context or appreciating how much any given one, like, a le- like, unlocked a future where the other ones could exist. Yeah. If you put that aside, if you can, I think this one's the best one. Uh, Yeah, it probably <clears throat> is. I think it's better than Homecoming. I think it's better than... It's just so entertaining. And yeah, so I think gosh darn I think fun. Homecoming comes closest, right? Oh, interesting. So Homecoming's like your favorite one aside from this one. I think your favorite so. Spider Man movie. I think hmm. so. Um, it's it's you know buoyant, right? Um, it's just yeah. fun. It's just very fun and funny, and <laughs> it seems to me to capture the spirit of Spider Man the most. Because um, like the Tobey Maguire movies become very heavy to me, right? Like. Where it's like dealing with, you know, James Franco staring in a mirror and seeing the Green Goblin talk back to him. And there's like a lot of like weight to those movies that hmm. seems like uh, more along the lines of like a, you know, the type of stakes or um, sort of angst that you would associate with, say, like a Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a little more, it's just more serious than sort of. And I like that Homecoming is just a little more fun, right? And I, I would argue, that, yeah. especially because of the inclusion of, for like, most notably, I think, in in Spider-Verse, uh, like the Jake Johnson version of Spider-Man, Peter B. Parker, uh-huh. right? Um, I just find, I found Spider-Verse to just be, like, continually hilarious, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's sort of what I want out of Spider-Man. It's right? really, it's pretty nonstop. I mean, it's like, have you seen... Have you seen any of the Lord and Miller like animated movies, like the Lego yeah. Batman yeah. stuff or Lego Th- those movies, movies are yeah. relentless, yeah, in the pacing of the jokes, right? right? This movie is similar to those, in, yeah, yeah. in in that in that sense to me, yeah, it's just it's just nonstop rapid fire. Um, there's there's always something funny, and it's pretty consistently good, yeah, you know, like good witty humor, um. But yeah, so I would say this is the rich man's version of Spider-Man. I mean, it's like, I think it sounds like we both agree it's possibly the best or or one of the top, one of like the top two, right? Right. Um, it's not really the poor man's version of anything. Yeah, it- it's also, I think, to sort of think along a different dimension, <clears throat> it's also like a great teen movie, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's because it's got him coping with like... Um, being a teenager and dealing with like uh, the unwanted affection from his parents. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. um, about going to school, about being nervous at school, about being sort of awkward in your own body. Right. Like all of that kind of stuff is in there um, as well, which I think actually really dovetails nicely with Spider-Man in general. Right. I feel like that's kind of part of what Spider-Man is about to a degree. Um, And so, uh, yeah. So in that regard, I feel like um, whether you're comparing it to something like um, like Teen Wolf, right? <laughs> it's like a rich, certainly a rich version of that. Mm. Um, and then anything where somebody's trying to prove that they belong to a group, right? Like the Sandlot or something like sure, that, right? Yeah. Like everybody's good at baseball except for the main character and he has to like get... Get good, right? Throughout the course of the movie, to belong to the gang, right? Um, It just sort of, I think, very deftly deals with all of these things, right, Mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, Yeah. Do you think in this movie he's trying to prove that he belongs? I feel like it's, I feel like it's less about this being a group that he wants to be a part of, and more him trying to prove that he's capable of something to himself. Well, to them and to himself, but I don't think it's about belonging because they're. They're not really a team. Like they do team up. Well, it they're all. But it's all, more like they're a bunch of individual superheroes, and they all want to save the world. Yeah, they all have a sh- they have a common goal. Yes. Do, do you kind of agree with me? It's sort of hard to really articulate I, why I'm saying that, but I just don't feel like they're like a team or like a family. Uh, I think they're. I probably agree with that. Well, it's kind of weird because they have a really strong kinship. Because they're like all Spider-Man. They're all the same. <laughs> so yeah, it's right? all—it's almost like, it's almost like a group of, more like a group of clones uh-huh. who, who are from all alternate dimensions. Right. You know? But that's, I feel like that's kind of how they interact with each other too, is like we are all the same person kind of. Right. You know? And so we have this special understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. And he's also one of us, but he's not really yet he hasn't really, like, yet reached the level we have reached. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe something about the fact that they're all kind of that Spider-Man of their own universe yeah. makes it so they're like, yeah, they're not really a team. Like, if like they all fully have the intention of going back to right. their... Own universe, yeah, and I, I, I think in some ways the thing so it's not that, a stable group, yeah. Belonging maybe is too loaded a word, and I, and I think I mean it's more like is worthy, yeah, right, totally. He's, um, he's he wants to prove that he's like on that level because the tribe that Miles clearly belongs to is his family, mm-hmm. right? That's that's his people, right? Yeah, yeah. um, and the Spider Men are like a guild. <laughs> that he belongs to, right? right? Right, It's a professional guild, right? Um and uh, yeah, and there's like an understanding and a respect, mm-hmm. right? And they would like to see each other again, but they're not they are not the reason that they get up in the morning. I think right? yeah, I think a guild's a great way to to describe it. Um I just as you know, I just recently saw the movie a uh, miss uh missing link. Uh-huh. And in that movie, the main character is constantly trying to sort of get into this like guild of adventurers or mm-hmm. explorers. Like that's kind of his dream. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this feels like similar to that. It's almost like it's almost like he wants his membership badge, right? Right. And maybe that's what you meant by belonging. I think when you said that, I was thinking like wanting to be part of a family, kind of, right. kind of belonging. But but yeah, it's like he wants he wants that stamp of. Approval or certification right. from the group that's like, yes, you have met the requirements of being Spider-Man. Yeah, there's sort of some some sort of <clears throat> permutation or inversion of the like. I wouldn't want to be part of any club that would have me kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically as soon as because I don't know that he necessarily wants to be Spider-Man in air quotes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, until it's sort of determined that they're like, yeah, you can't, you can't be Spider-Man. You're not ready. Uh He's like, maybe I, maybe I could be right. (laughs) You know, and I think that sort of prompts his sort of soul searching to like try to figure out, could I do it? How can I do it? Can I develop this? Right. Um, Because ultimately, again, it like, he wants to protect his city and his family. And he's like, I need to do this because I'm the one who like, I have these abilities and I need to use them because if I don't, right? And this city gets sucked into a weird universe, paradoxical black hole thing, yep. right? Like I will not feel good about myself, right? Yep. Um, and so, yeah, this is it's all yeah. There, there's something about um, movies where the main character is trying to demonstrate their capability to be great and this is the rich man's version of all of them probably (laughs) i mean it's not as good as the sandlot but no movie is yeah it's it's uh (laughs) i wouldn't call it a poor man's version of the sandlot though that's a stretch uh let's see like i i feel like it might be fun to just sort of start talking highlights of the movie i mean there's just so much good stuff in here um Honestly, when I think of, like, best parts of the movie, one of the first things that comes to mind, I don't think that if I were to really do an exhaustive uh, sort of, like, survey of all the parts of the movie that this would stand out as my favorite, but, but I just remember that a part that I really liked mm-hmm. was uh, the introduction of the... I think it might be called, like, the Prowler or whatever that villain is. Yeah. The purple one. Yeah. Uh, That villain, I feel like, is pretty awesome. It's, like, right around, it might even be before Miles has discovered his powers, or it's, like, right at the beginning. Yeah. And he witnesses, uh, what does he witness? He He witnesses witnesses the death of Peter Parker. Yeah, kill kill the first Spider-Man. Yep. And then he sends the Prowler after him. Yeah. And the music gets really kind of, like, a little bit terrifying. Inception-y. Yeah, yeah. and the and the just running after him. And it's just I just feel like visually and like sonically, yeah. I remember that whole segment being pretty thrilling and pretty yeah. scary, right? Yeah, scary. But I mean it's it's like you're watching a the, the movie. I in the I as a viewer, I felt like um I'm not really scared. Because I sort of know who who this movie's audience is. Right. But but it I'm I'm still like I'm still just like super excited by what's happening. I don't know. Right. Um Yeah. It, that I thought was a great moment. But I think backing up even just the intro of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I feel like the <laughs> the way Particularly the first two. I mean, they introduce all the spider man in interesting ways. Right. But the first two were just great. Like, they start with Chris Pine, mm-hmm. right, as the voice of, like, young Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Yeah. He introduces himself. He shows how awesome he is. Yeah. They do some homages to actual past Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Right? Um. Including like the iconic like him stopping the train from Spider Man Two, yes. him him dancing in Spider Man Three, which yes. people were not super cool with, right? Um, and uh, and he's just like he clearly like loves being Spider Man, right? He's so he's so pleased with himself, right? And he's just having fun with it and in, and just living it up as the, as a superhero. Um, I love that segment, and then when they introduced the What's the actor's name? Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. When yeah. they introduced the Jake Johnson Spider-Man, I also loved that segment where he's like still capable of all the same stuff, but he's just like, ugh. Right. <laughs> he's right. just kind of like tired of being a super, but he's still doing it. Right. You know? But he's like, I'm Peter Parker. I've been doing this for freaking forever. You know, right. like, uh, I kind of don't care. I've kind of let myself go. Right. And he like cries alone in his apartment. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I guess it's in that segment that it it's revealed that you know his his relationship with Mary Jane Watson has fallen apart. South. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just. It's like sad, but it presented in such a humorous way, right? Um. That that was great for me too. Uh, I could list more, but what about you? What What were some of the highlights of the movie for you? Yeah, I mean, I do think that that recurring motif of like let's introduce a spider person right, right? And, they, and they and like drop some comic books to sort of yeah exactly yeah. and like they'll show the cover and then it's like i you know of course i am spider-man yeah and this yeah. is who i am this is who i am and my origin mm-hmm. story and this is what i do and this is why i'm awesome right and mm-hmm. i just felt like just doing that on a recurring basis throughout the movie was really rich especially when you get to the most absurd versions of spider-man like spider ham yeah peter right? porker peter porker <laughs> Right. Like uh it just gets sillier and funnier like as the movie goes on. I mean, just the general um one of the sequences I remember loving was when um the doctor who works for um Wilson Fisk sort of gets um, uh, revealed to be Doc, Doc Ock. Doc Ock, yeah. Right. Doctor Octopus, yeah. And no, that was great. In that sequence like when they're basically trying to steal a computer, if I recall, right? Uh-huh. Or like get onto a computer and uh-huh. get some information. Yeah, yeah. Like just the sort of two planes of uh, action that are happening in that sequence where on one hand, Peter B. Parker is talking to Miles and it's like, hey, uh, you got to, you know, like we got to get the computer and get out of here. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And on the other hand, there is like a brutal fight happening at the same time. Yep. Right. Yep. And he's and you know he's like I totally got this no big deal right <laughs> <laughs> while like the Doc Ock the is like tentacles him are like around, coming out smashing of the him against the stuff. wall yeah right um, just something about that whole sequence I found to be like hilarious um, it was and I, great and I think that that generally is the sort of uh, that kind of tightrope walking delivery is something that makes the the Jake Johnson performance in this movie so good to me now mm-hmm. I would basically. Um, watch Jake Johnson just do stuff. Mm-hmm. I just find him to be hilarious, mm-hmm. like in general. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that he just gets a basically a starring role in what is otherwise a really um, it's not just him who has to be funny, right? The whole like the whole movie is really well conceived and really well written, and so like his performance is just sort of like the icing on top, right? Yeah, 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 totally. That scene. I think we talked earlier about the pace of jokes and just how they're consistently high quality and they don't stop. Mm-hmm. I remember one in particular from that scene that made us both laugh quite, quite hard was just as they're like running away with the computer. And he's like, you can probably leave the monitor. <laughs> Cause he's like he's holding like a desktop computer and screen. And right. It's like there's no value in that screen. <laughs> you know? And it's just it's just a throwaway line. You know, it's like right. it's like it's like half a second and right. they're moving on from that. But it was just like a hilarious little like, oh, that's a valid observation. Right. You know, and he's like, he's given this kid a tip like you're carrying too much. Right. Um, He yeah. then proceeds to steal a bagel as they like make their yep. getaway. Yeah. Yep. Right. Just like, just <clears> all, <throat> all these. And that like, he literally lays that out as part of his plan. They're going to go in, we're going to steal the computer. I will get a free bagel and then we <laughs> will leave. Right. Yep. <laughs> and so it's yeah. like. And he gets the bagels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also totally just, I really liked the introduction of all the, this is, they go to, um, it's like him and Jake Johnson, uh, Spider-Man for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Just the two of them. Yeah. And then they make their way to his Aunt May's, like,
1: underground bunker.
0: Shed that turns out to be like a Batcave-esque yeah. underground bunker. And then, and that's where all these other Spider-Man characters are. Yes. And I felt like that was great. Yeah. Like the introduction of all of them. Um, just establishing like the, the movie's already quite, you know, it's quite, uh, sort of different, you know, it's like, it's already like, okay, we've got established like universes colliding and Mm -hmm. we've got these sort of, you know, larger than life characters with like Kingpin drawn all crazy with Mm -hmm. a huge body. And, Mm -hmm. um, and the Green Goblin, you know, there's a brief fight in the beginning with Green Goblin, who's like a giant right. in this movie. Um, so stuff is already kind of zany. Right. But then meeting these new spider man they're like, oh, and the, and we're going to introduce some characters who, like, don't even make sense in this movie right. that you thought you were watching. right? right. Uh, except, I mean, we all knew what we were getting into because we'd seen the previews, but, like, ha- had you not... Had you mm-hmm. just been going along with the movie up to that point? Yeah, you're like, oh, there's going to be like a black and white character, right? There's going to be a pig who's like drawn cartoonish like Warner <laughs> Brothers universe, yeah. And there's going to be a a girl An in anime. with a robot who's who are drawn anime style right. in this movie that is not otherwise drawn anime style, right? You know, it's just it's just so cool. Like I haven't other than something like. The closest thing I can think of would be like something like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? You know? Yeah. Where you just have like live action and animation side by side. You're like, that hadn't, to my knowledge, not been done before, or maybe it had been done like once before, but it was like very unusual. It had been done like in Mary Poppins and Song of the South, right? The the thing that made Roger Rabbit so inventive was that they moved the camera. Oh, interesting. Like, because somebody asked uh, the animator, they're like, can we. Can we move? Like we've been told that we can't move the camera, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, "Well, of course you can move the camera. It's just more expensive, yeah, right? Like yeah, yeah. you just—it's just harder to do the animation that way. But right. there's no reason you can't do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at any rate, yeah, this movie had, I think, a lot of that visual inventiveness that, like, was kind of exhilarating when you watch a movie like Roger yeah. Rabbit, for sure. Yeah, I think I think in the same way that that let's say that that group of movies that sort of introduced animation live action together sort of potentially gave audiences something they'd never seen before, like of, of, of mashing together two things that they'd never seen together before. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this, um, the animation style, and I'm sure this is not the first movie to do that, but it just, you know, first one I can think of that I've seen. Yeah. And it was just, it's definitely not done often. That's for sure. So I really liked that. Um, and, I don't know, like, also just the realization that this is not just going to be a silly gimmick for one scene. Like, these characters are now in the They're rest of in the movie. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um It was great. It was just so great. I loved it. Uh <laughs> A line that for some reason stands out that I remember. I I, I really like the Spider-Man, like, the way they talk, right? Like, Spider-Man noir has sort of an old fashioned way of talking like a Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Kind of Delivery. Um, yeah, and like, and like, uh, spider ham is just all super, you know, cartoonish. Right. Of course. Um, but <laughs> just a line that for some reason s- stuck with me was like where they're, where they're sort of explaining to miles, you know, that they can all relate because they've been through like similar things. And like, uh, I guess the, f- like Peter Parker is like, is like you know, for me it was my my uncle Benjam my uncle Ben and Spider Man Noir is like for me it was my uncle Benjamin, <laughs> 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 just yeah, just that tiny difference. Um. Oh, and there's also a, another highlight, which is shortly after they all come together, would be the fight at the house. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, just a <clears throat> tremendous, a very good action sequence, yeah. right? Yeah, close quarters. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, just high amounts of destruction. Yeah. Right. And we get to see all these different sort of spider people, mm-hmm. right? Doing Spider-Man things, but, but in, their in their own, own special ways. Yep. ways yep. Right. Um it's I, I feel like especially when you've grown accustomed to an, an like the house style of Disney slash Pixar, right? Which is mm-hmm. great, don't get me wrong, right? But it's like there's a homogeneity to the entire sure like not only like within any given movie it's sort of like everything is going to be consistent within the aesthetic of that movie Mm -hmm. but also like from movie to movie it feels like more and more like everything's a little samey right right? it's like they have it's like they have models you know it's right people generally are drawn the same yeah animals are drawn. house style yeah right and so it's like the lighting is the same right the shape of humans doesn't feel like it differs that much. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just sort of like, Oh, this is what an animated movie looks like now. Right. And spider verse sort of just breaks that over and over again, just from the fundamental animation style of the main, of the sort of main universe we're talking about to the deviations from that in the Warner brothers style or the anime style or the noir style. Right. Like, just all of those things are like just these visually refreshing pops of different types of action happening on the screen and it's not treated to your point as like a gimmick it's treated as like no this this movie's inherently about just these wildly different things yeah. happening in Colliding. the same in yep. the same room you know yeah. yeah uh i feel like i can't not mention also the closing like the final conflict Mm-hmm. that's sort of in the midst of this universe colliding device mm-hmm. um is so different i i just think so there's this final you know climactic battle between all the spider-men and kingpin and i don't even remember like there's other villains in the mix too are there Probably. Yeah. yeah he's got like a scorpion guy and sure anyway um I just remember trains flying around a room. Yeah, it's a big brawl in the middle of this f- swirling vortex. Yeah, And um, I mean, it's the kind of thing that I think you couldn't really do even today in a live action movie. You just couldn't make it look good. Mm-hmm. But when it's animation, you know, yeah. you're sort of free to do whatever. And and it felt really like to me like a comic book come to life. Like it's the sort of thing that you could, I could imagine – panels with still images of this kind of thing happening and even if i were reading a comic book with those panels i would sort of be like this looks crazy and there's like lots of colors but like i don't really feel like i understand where they are or what's going on right and um and somehow in this movie it also made me feel that way but like in a good way yeah like i don't understand what they're standing on, or right. where they are, yeah. or spatially, what is happening here? You yeah, know? the the room they are in <clears throat> it becomes ultimately like this meaningless concept, yeah. right? And yeah. it's like this is just y- like universes collapsing upon universes, yeah. and like who knows <laughs> like how much physical space they're in? Yeah, what the rules of physics are in this room? They're basically fighting in an abstract environment. Yeah, for right, sure. At this point, which and, I think is also like unique, uniquely good for a Spider-Man type. Totally. Cause there's so much like swinging and jumping. jumping and, right. And Spider-Man like never seems to feel like he's, like, got vertigo, Mm -hmm. right? He's, like, he always knows which way is up and which way is down, and he can always be nimble and jump from thing to thing, Yeah, right? Even if we, even if literally our, just even our eyes can't do it, right? (laughs) Which is part of what makes Spider-Man fun is, like, that sort of dexterity that is absolutely inhuman, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think they had, you saying that makes me think, uh, or makes me, like, realize, I feel like they had scenes like action sequences like that in both of the last couple of Avengers movies with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, just where he's swinging through yeah. crazy yeah. space and stuff. Yeah, The only other thing within sort of the Marvel universe that comes close to capturing that sort of sense of just insane disorientation, right, is and still like moving through space with sort of purpose and so, like, if you or I were in that situation, we'd just be like falling forever, right? And, <laughs> and dying, and just yes. die, right? <laughs> is uh the only other franchise that I think is sort of attempting something similar to that is Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, I I actually was thinking that as well. That that movie, uh, yeah, also has kind of like ba- like battles within. Spaces that are not familiar that that are not physically possible, yeah not right. physically possible, yeah, but no that I thought that I thought that scene was great, yeah, um really, I think so many scenes in this movie are great uh the the so this movie doesn't generally pause to give you much drama, but one exception to that I would say is when he discovers that the prowler yeah, that I'm going to keep calling that villain, cause I think that's what he's called. Yes. Is his uncle. Yes. Uncle Aaron. Um, who I think I, the movie like spends exactly the right amount of time, not too long, but, but enough time establishing he does have a special relationship with his uncle. Yep. Um, uh, but his uncle might be like, might sort of have a little bit of a dark side to him. It's sort of like, I don't remember if it's hinted at or not. I think it's hinted at because his dad has a problem with his uncle. Yeah. Right. Um, uncle Aaron lives in a modern apartment, has a punching bag. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't home much. Right. Yeah. But so, like, but so you you care about that because this is a special, you know, adult influence in Miles' life. Yep. And they go, and for, I, and I go think th- the little bit of, of, sort of like setup that they do makes it pretty clear. He cares about his uncle. His uncle cares about him. Yeah. So that when it reveals that Prowler is actually this uncle, you, you discover in pretty rapid succession, you're like, Oh, obviously he didn't know that. Also his uncle didn't know he was Spider-Man. Right. And, um, and so, you know, there, his uncle ends up dying in the movie and it, I thought it was really impactful because, yeah. because because his uncle's like parting words to him are are you know something like you're better than me or something? Sure. Yeah. It, he says something along the lines of like, you know, I took the wrong path, but yep. you you can be better. And right. you know, he says keep going, right? Yeah. He says keep going. And I just I thought it was great. I yeah. thought I thought like that's it's it's sad, you know. You sort of understand, okay, this is a this is a guy who maybe he had something special too, but um, you know, for what for whatever reason his life steered him down a darker path, but he's still he's an uncle who loves his nephew, you know. Right. And he wants better for him. And yeah, it's a really great twist on the whole like Uncle Ben <clears throat> <clears throat> Origin. Oh, totally, yeah. Right. Um because we're so accustomed to un- Uncle Ben being sort of unequivocally good. Yeah, right, and being like the positive influence in Peter Parker's right. life, really. And in this particular instance, he's he manages to be both like um, the scariest, most sort of like le- lethal, deadly fo- force in Miles' life mm-hmm. for at least a small period of time, right? while simultaneously being, like, one of his favorite people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very sort of... And a source of encouragement. Yeah. So it's a really complex emotion that he feels, right, like, as he's trying to escape his uncle, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think during the sequence where the Prowler's chasing him, like, he knows that it's his uncle. Yeah. And his uncle doesn't know that it's him. Right. Right? Um, And so there's something really tragic about like the reveal when they when all the cards are on the table and they both know who the other is, right? Mm-hmm. Um because it's there's, there's something heartbreaking cuz Miles in some ways doesn't want his uncle to know that he knows. Yeah. Right? Um but it's kind of an inevitable outcome. And I forget, does Miles end up taking off his own mask to show his uncle who he is? I don't remember. I feel yeah. like he does cuz I feel like to save his own life, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I could be remembering this wrong. I just think that maybe his uncle's, like, got him by the neck and is going to, like, throw him off the building or something like that, and right. he, like, lifts his mask up and then he sees. Right. And, yeah, it's like you said, it's, like, it's to save himself by showing his uncle, like, hey, it's me, it's your nephew. Right. Don't kill me. Right. right. Which, of course, totally works because his uncle loves him. Right. And would not kill his own nephew. Right. Um, but basically has to end up sacrificing his own life. Yeah. right yep. yeah so Real, yeah despite being a hilarious movie there's some really rich emotional stuff yeah there. totally there's also the i think the other main one that comes to mind would be right when his dad goes to talk to him at the door and he can't talk right he's because bound he's, yeah yeah um and his dad kind of opens up and yeah says i love you and he like can't say i love you back right um The movie's never maudlin, you know? It doesn't... I don't think it over-invests in those moments. I think it, like, Mm -hmm. it gives them just the right amount of... Right. ...respect. It... it, Yeah, I mean, even... For the most part, even, like, the really emotional parts are sort of cut with jokes, you know? Mm. Um, And I mean that in a good way, right? Because the movie's trying to keep it... It's trying to have these emotional moments without sort of like dwelling on them and forcing you to be like, this is an emotional moment. Right. Um, and so I feel like it does a great job of sort of like making you feel the feeling and then sort of like quickly moving on. And you can revisit that feeling in your own memory later if you want to, but the movie's not going to dwell on it. Yeah. I would say, I would say it earns them, but it doesn't flaunt them. Mm -hmm. Um, so, we talked about a lot of highlights of the movie. Are there any other scenes or, or sections that you want to talk about that we haven't gotten to? Uh, no, I think those are the big ones. I, I, do, I do think there's plenty more if we were to just sit and keep thinking of mm-hmm. more. I think that this movie is packed full of good ones, but talked about enough. You get it. This is just a, a good sampling that yeah. we've covered. Um, so, I guess last but not least, fix the movie. Would you fix anything about the movie? I do feel like um, the period of time that we were sort of coping with Miles, uh, not quite uh, sort of like indecision or lack of confidence feels like it dragged on a little bit for me. Mm -hmm. Um, There was sort of an element of like, yeah, I get it. He's Mm -hmm. lacking in confidence, right? We don't need to like keep talking about how he's lacking in confidence. Like let's, let's do this or not. Right. And that was, that was probably the one thing that I would have, seeing if I could find a way to sort of limit that amount of like waffling. Yeah. um, I think it's been a little while since we've seen this movie, so I'm not sure how accurate my memory is, but uh, related to what you're saying, seemingly contradictory to what you're saying, but I don't think really contradictory. I think there's a part of the movie where he sort of has a breakthrough Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even remember exactly what it is, but, um, but I, I, I actually don't, I don't disagree with you. There's like a lot of time spent on him sort of like not being worthy or not feeling worthy, not kind of like having the confidence he needs. But then I think there's a turning point where he sort of develops that confidence and commits to being Spider-Man. Right. And then, um... To me, I think it's a little rushed from there. Like yeah. he suddenly becomes like fully 100%. Fully talented Spider-Man. Yeah, it's it's sort of... I would have liked to see a little bit more of a learning curve. Yeah. Um. But that's a minor quibble. I think uh, the other thing I would have liked to see more of, I, rem- I, I at least remember thinking this after coming out of the movie, was I just, as is probably pretty clear... From this conversation, I really liked all of the Spider-Man characters. Yeah. And I felt like they were maybe a little underutilized. Yeah. Like I think this movie was very heavily um well, Miles, of course, but but the Jake Johnson Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost feel like Jake Johnson's Peter Parker like is has even more screen time than Miles Morales. I don't know if that's true. It's um, close. It's it's close. It, it, I think there were times in this movie where I felt like Miles was a little bit sidelined. Like, yeah. I almost felt bad for him as a character because I was like, oh, you're sort of, this is your movie and right. you're like not getting the spotlight as much as you should. But. Which is one of the reasons I wanted like, let's go, let's have confident Miles because mm-hmm. I feel like it's so much easier to spend time with like a confident, funny Spider-Man that yeah. is like a insecure Spider-Man. Right. Peter Parker does a lot of the heavy lifting to keep the movie f- engaging yeah. for a lot of it, right? Um oh, are we already at the hour mark? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. We're good. Okay. Well, anyway, I guess I need I think we're close to the end. Uh I was I, I guess to finish to finish my thought about fixing the movie, I would have liked more a little more to do for all the other Spider-Man characters. Yeah. And uh, I think specifically just, I know it sounds crazy to say this, but more action with them. Yeah. The movie has a ton of action, but, but I think the action that they're involved in, they each get like one or two sort of little moments. Right. And then that's it. Right. But, but I would have liked to see more like maybe like more, all in the same frame, multiple Spider-Man characters like doing their stuff or, ju- or just spending more time with each of them. Right. In an action-packed context. Yeah, what I sort of wonder about is like fundamentally this is a movie about specifically the extended Spider-Man universe, mm-hmm. right? And there will allegedly be more movies exploring this world, mm-hmm. Right. Similar, like, you know, we just recently saw Avengers Endgame, right? Which is yep. entirely built around, like, a decade of history that you have with a bunch <laughs> of these characters, right? Right, right? And so, like, a little bit goes a long way in that movie where it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that one character said that one thing in that one, you know, movie seven years ago. Yeah, can and, build off of that. And so I won- I wonder if the Spider-Verse franchise like you know cut to to five years from now right if we will be looking back on sort of the mid- little bit of exposure we got to spider-man noir right and uh you know at the time we we're like oh i wish there was more of that right or you know and then five years from now i'll we'll be like oh yeah we know plenty about sure noir yeah. spider-man yeah or spider-ham but oh, the the rich, the rich <laughs> psychological history of spider ham like we've seen we've seen the whole Spider ham trilogy we right. know all about him right yeah, I think that's totally fine I, I and I would love for that to happen i i I think it would be great hopefully these this movie did well enough and any sequels do well enough that they right. keep investing in this. I think that would be awesome to have a spider verse you know film like cinematic universe you right. know um down the down the line. I'd be all on board for that. Yeah. It seems they can't have set it up much better than this, right? A successful movie commercially that won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature that was critically adored, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if that doesn't set you up for a... Plus, like, an A-list cast of, like, voice talent, right? Like, if that doesn't set you up for, like, another one of these movies or two more or three more, like... What will? You can't do much better than this, right? (laughs) Yep. All right. So uh, I guess this one, I definitely would beam into space. Would beam it up. Yeah. Would you beam it up? Um or is it not quite there for you? I'm struggling. So, I mean, on one hand, we just sat here and talked about how much we liked this movie. On the other hand, I feel like I walked out of the theater feeling like it was good. Mm. Right. And not feeling, I, I don't think I was as. You know, enthusiastic you weren't as, as I was. As you. I liked it for sure, right? Um, but I don't know that I liked it as much as as you. Um Fair enough. That being said, you know, we, we have yet to establish the uh the Space flicks, like you know uh criteria. One one off uh, you know, like veto or whatever the opposite <laughs> of a veto is, right? Like executive override right where you just get to say like i know that the the quorum hasn't agreed on this but i'm beaming it up anyway right i think that's exactly how it would go down right just when you're not looking i'd just put it on the i'd put it in the uploader thing yeah and i would push the button and then when you turned around i'd be like what was that what happened somebody (laughs) uploaded spider-verse i don't know and i'd be like my bits (laughs) right my band i think i i if you're entitled to your opinion, mm-hmm. of course, but I think you're really depriving that astronaut of a pretty of sweet some, movie if you don't it joy. I sent him Black Panther. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's that's actually probably a really interesting question, right? Because Black Panther was on my list mm-hmm. and Spider-Verse was on yours. Yep. And those were the two superhero movies that we had on the list. That's correct. On the, on the yes. list, right? And the basic question is, which one would you send if you had to? Well...
1: I think I would
0: it, say this was this, uh, maybe two movies prior, but if it put it this way, Avengers infinity war was close to my list. Yeah. It was, I think it was number 10 at one point. Yeah. And then I think it probably it landed like 12 or 13 after right. a few, I saw a few more movies, but, um, but yeah. So, I mean, there were, I guess point being, there there were several, mm-hmm. or at least three, in my opinion, pretty high quality superhero movies last year. Yeah. Um. So uh, this will be this will be a rich discussion for future space flicks, which is like, <laughs> um, if you had to like, because we're sort of comic at this stage in the game, we're sort of comic book movie completists. Like we see them pretty much whenever they come out at oh, this yeah. point. And so for forcing ourselves to say, no, we will only send, you know, a subset of the comic book movies we see to the astronaut. Like, I don't even know how to begin <laughs> prioritizing. Yeah. No, I see. I see what you're saying now. Um, but I mean, I will say that Spider-Verse, this one in particular, I feel like is, uh, is the good one. Well, it's quite good and it's not really dependent. on yes. Others. Yeah. Although I think I think you'd be fair to say that about Black Panther as well. Certainly not about Avengers: Infinity War. No, you need a lot of kind like for if that. if if we hadn't beamed up like a decent chunk of the prior twenty plus movies yeah. in the franchise, then beaming up Infinity War would be like kind of stupid, right. <laughs> right? Right? Astronaut you know. watch that's like I don't know who this is. A lot of characters. Right. Send them like a five page primer yeah. on like all the characters, little yeah. bios, um. All right, well, I'd beam it up. I guess you're not quite there, and that's fine. Yep. I mean, you're wrong, but that's okay. It is okay. <laughs> okay. Admirable self restraint. All right. Thank you uh, for listening to Space Flicks. I'm Adam. I'm Dan. And uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>